Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is sponsored by Locker Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Locker Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, April 12th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, what's up everybody? Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Got a lot of Blackhawks content coming out here over the next few days to start the week. We got the trade deadline going on later this afternoon at 2 p.m. The Hawks themselves, they're right in the middle of a push for the postseason. Lots going on in the Central Division. And then there's also a game tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets at 6 p.m. Central Time. So just A lot going on right now, definitely not a bad thing by any means, Um, but on the show today, I wanted to start this one off by talking about the first game of the series between the Hawks and Jackets that took place on Saturday evening, that one. A roller coaster ride from start to finish, really. The Hawks fell behind 2-0 in the opening 3 minutes and 13 seconds of that game, and I was like, oh, oh boy, here here we go again. And in such a crucial game, after losing 5-1 um, to one pretty embarrassingly to Dallas on Thursday to close out that series, this one was the Hawks, uh, this was one the Hawks really needed. And to come out with, you know, that kind of effort out of the gate, certainly frustrating is one way to put it, kind of a nicer way to put it, probably. Uh, they they just weren't ready to play that game in the first in the first few minutes of it. But after falling behind two to nothing early, Coach Jeremy Colleton he called the timeout. Really something he doesn't do very often. Colleton himself even admitted after the game he doesn't really like to use them. But in that moment, he really needed to slow up that game and and just more more so get a message out to his team that hey, this effort man. It's not going to cut it, and we're getting to that home stretch of the season. Every game's important. Every every point we can get makes a difference, and going down 2 nothing against a Jackets team that really hadn't been all that good. They had a lot of guys out of the lineup, a bunch of challenges offensively, and the Blackhawks were just completely getting sizzled in the first two or three minutes there. Um, but after that point, after that timeout by Colleton and, and the regrouping of that team, it looked like a completely different Chicago Blackhawks out there on the ice, and 
They responded immediately after those two goals. They found a way to tie the game up 2-2 two two before even uh, the end of the first period. They got a power play goal from Debrinket on a one-timer. And then Carl Soderberg, in his first game back in the lineup after being healthy, scratched a couple times in a row, found the back of the net in tight. And then even out of the first intermission, it was great to see the Hawks. They just they kept their foot on the gas, and the game did a complete 360-degree swing. Wyatt Kalanick scored his first NHL goal. That was uh, a little dribbler from the blue line that found its way to the back of the net. I'm sure that's not exactly how Kalanick drew it up in his dreams, but hey, they all count the same. And then uh, Dylan Strom, after a great feed from Kirby Dock and Alex Debrinkit on a three-on-two, three a, a beautiful passing play there by the Blackhawks. Strom hammered home the one-timer, and that made it four unanswered by the Hawks. They went from being down two to nothing early to up four to two late in the second period. And at that point in the game, it was really crazy how it was the first time, I think, all season where the Hawks were just completely... Uh, maybe the second, I remember they had a game not too long, that Nashville game, they, they outshot them by a bunch, but it didn't feel nearly like this one, where they the Hawks were just really in control, I think they were, um, they were up like 25 to 8 in shots on goal, it had gotten really ugly there in that second period, just in, in complete control, as I said, um, kind of weird, but really taking it to Columbus, I think that's, one of, the, one of the best efforts I've seen from this team so far this season, no doubt in my mind. It was very impressive how they managed to turn it around, you know, so so quickly and dramatically. It was a dramatic swing because Columbus had, like, they, they had one shot on goal in, like, 20 minutes or, or something crazy like that. It, it, got, it got ugly for them in a hurry. Um, you know, just after that timeout by Jeremy Colleton, it, it really changed the tides in this game, and it really made the difference in the final result. Uh, the third period, things did get a little interesting. The Jackets, they, they came with a bit of a push. They managed to cut the deficit to 4-3 to three in the final minute with a goal from Patrick Line. And as a Blackhawks fan, you're just like, oh, of course. I, you know, everything has to be um, tight wire to wire, you know. It can never be <laughs> a comfortable victory, it seems like, for this team. Um, but ultimately, the Hawks and goaltender Kevin Lankinen, they managed to hold on and get the job done on Saturday night. A big one there for the Blackhawks that moves them up to 19-18-5 with 43 points through 42 games in the regular season, putting them now just four points back of the Nashville Predators for the fourth and final playoff spot in the Central Division. But the Hawks do now have a game in hand over Nashville, and that game comes tonight. The second game of the series between the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets, another key game for Chicago if they have any hopes of sneaking their way into the 2021 postseason. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks' a crucial victory on Saturday over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to share a conversation I had recently with the host of Lockdown Panthers, Armando Velez to discuss the two recent trades that our team's made in the last week and a half. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, 
but the NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch. And also, Major League Baseball has kicked off. Opening day was just over a week ago now. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. All right, Blackhawks fans, in the last week, we have seen the Chicago Blackhawks make two trades, and they've both been with the Florida Panthers. So now I thought it would be a good time to bring in the host of Lockdown Panthers, Armando Velez. Armando, how you doing, my man? I could be doing a little better at the moment because as of this recording where Less than an hour from the Marlins being screwed over on a bad call from <laughs> Michael Conforto leaning in on the plate. But hey, this is a hockey podcast, so I'll stick with the hockey. So other than that, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, two trades in a six-day span for these two teams. The first trade, funny enough, was I got a phone notification as I was visiting South Florida for the game last Saturday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I was actually in the area of Sunrise, Florida, the day before that game at Sawgrass Mills Mall. Just be, it, it happened to be in the neighborhood, and I get that notification that Vinny Henestrosa was traded to, back to Chicago. So Yeah, I was actually, uh, I, w- I think I was on hole seven or eight. I look at my phone to see what time it is, and I had a push notification saying that the Blackhawks reacquired Vinny Henestros, and I was like, wow, that happened. Um, but getting into that deal a little bit, the Blackhawks sent AHL forward Brad Morrison over to Florida. The Hawks, as I said, they get Vinny Henestrosa back. In nine games with Florida, Vinny failed to record a point, just never looked like uh, or never seemed like a good fit for him. What were your thoughts on Vinny's time with the Panthers this year, Armando? In the little bit of action I saw, um, he was re-entered into the lineup last week when Barkoff went out during warm-ups, and I liked what I saw from then. And then I said, okay, Vinny Hinnestroza deserves another game at least to be on that fourth line, but nothing really came out of that and really during his time here like you said nine games failed to record a point and it's funny I saw that in his very first game back with Chicago he gets an assist so primary assist primary assist too so and I see that Jack Brad Morrison uh in his time has 56 games in the AHL and 21 games in the ECHL fourth round pick center from who was originally drafted by the New York Rangers. So trying to create more center depth for the farm, along with clearing some cap space. And lo and behold, this was looked like a move that was setting up another move. Right. Freed up a little bit of camp, uh, cap space for the Panthers. Vinny Nostros is on a one-year, $1 million contract. And for the Blackhawks, I think that's kind of – the situation they've really found themselves in at the deadline. They have a lot of cap space. A lot of teams don't right now in the COVID world. So to free up a million dollars for the Panthers to set up other moves, 
They trade Vinny Henestrosa. Don't, I'm not going to lie. He didn't really get much in return in Brad Morrison, but out of a guy like Henestrosa, no points in nine games with Florida. It didn't look like it was fitting well. That's kind of the return you, you would get in this world. Um, but for Vinny, I think the big thing I touched on my show about is, as you said, he picked up a primary assist in his first game with the Blackhawks. He had none with Florida. For Vinny, I, I talked about it on my show. He's, he's not a fourth-line player. He doesn't have size. He is tenacious and he's speedy, but I just think playing with grinders doesn't do him all that good. It's not a good spot for him. So in order for him to have success with the Blackhawks, before he made his debut, I said he's probably got to get up more in the lineup. He can't be playing with David Kampf and Ryan Carpenter on the fourth line, and you're still expecting him to produce. And in his second stint debut, he played with Dominic Kubelik and Philip Kurashev on the second line, immediately jumped in a top six role. And what do you know? Vinny looked fabulous in that entire game. He only had about 10 minutes of ice time, but he had three hits. He had that primary assist, two shots on goal. He just looked engaged and looked like he was he was just working very hard out there and was happy that someone was giving him a chance and immediately a top six chance, showing that we believe in him. So for the Blackhawks, I thought this was kind of just a why not deal, bring a guy back to his hometown where he's uh comfortable and hope that it'll go well and as i said brad morrison he was going to spend the whole year in the a for us anyways so uh i like this trade for the blackhawks and the second deal that these two teams made earlier this afternoon there was a little bit of buzz going pierre lebron posted on twitter that he was hearing some word and about 30 minutes after that armando we get the official deal the blackhawks send forward lucas walmark and defenseman Lucas Carlson to the Florida Panthers in exchange for forwards Henrik Borgstrom, uh, Brett Connolly, defenseman Riley Stillman, and a seventh-round pick. What were your first thoughts when you saw that deal break earlier this afternoon? Surprised, but I was excited for the clearing of cap space that happened with that deal with Brett Connolly having a 3.5 annual average value in his salary and not being a ufa until 2023 and he was just so in and out of the lineup creating stints on the third sometimes fourth when anthony duclair was out for one game he was inserted in on the first line but that was more of a that was where coach q at the time didn't want to mess what was going on with the middle six so when Duclair was out at that time, he put Brett Connolly in. So with this deal with Riley Stillman, he was juggled between AHL, taxi squad to the roster. Henrik Borstrom right now is actually overseas in mm-hmm. Liga, where he is with HIFK, who's teammates right now with the first round pick for the Florida Panthers, Anton Lundell. So he's performing there. But Borgstrom in 58 games in the NHL level has only 19 points. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little bit of a disappointment for the former 23rd overall pick in the 2016 draft. So it just kind of seems that this is what Henrik Borgstrom needs, a new, a new start somewhere else. And funny enough, I tweeted this right before we started recording. Lucas Carlson and Riley Stillman in the 2016 NHL entry draft are four picks apart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Armando Velez will continue in just a moment. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has... 
a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, double chocolate, salted caramel, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BillBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's capital L in LOCKED, and then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. Guys, Built Bar, they keep sending me sample packs. There's too, too generous, really. I get to try all their flavors, and these seriously are some of the best protein bars I've ever had in my life. Cookies and cream, churro marshmallow, lemon almond cheesecake. These flavors, they're, they're ridiculous. You have to try them. So one more time. Be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Really? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of uh, the wash of this deal right now. Uh, Lucas Walmart, Riley Stillman, at least from a Blackhawks fan's perspective, I don't can't, I got to admit, I don't know all that much about Stillman. I know a, for the, a former fourth-round pick uh, kind of jumped around between the A and the NHL. He's got some size to him. Lucas Carlson, he's a, a third-pairing defenseman. He, he could still be good. He's young. Just the Blackhawks have a plethora of young defensemen, so I understood that move completely. I think Carlson and Stillman, I think that will kind of be the wash of this deal. Um, for the Blackhawks, I, I said a few moments ago, they're just in this – position where they could take on bad contracts and get a little bit of a sweetener for it and we really didn't lose all that much Carlson falling out of favor we we have a bunch of other defensemen ahead of him right now and then Lucas Walmark he was never going to play for us again we have just been giving young guys the opportunity it seemed like Walmark all season long uh just really wasn't Colleton's guy and we basically have another one of him and David Camp already so for the Blackhawks I didn't think they gave up too much here for their team, I, I do think that Carlson and um, Carlson and Walmart can help other teams. But for the Blackhawks, they're not losing much there. And what I'm excited for is to see what's going to happen with Henrik Borgstrom. I mean, I know he hasn't panned out the way that Florida wanted him to. Obviously, a first-round pick in 2016 uh, was a really good college hockey player at the University of Denver. He was teammates with Blackhawks defenseman Ian Mitchell there. Uh, I'm excited for the kid. He's big. He can play center. Uh, he's got some offense to him. He's having a good season over in Liga right now. Uh, he won't be coming over this season. Blackhawks already touched on that in their presser today. He's, they're going to leave him in Finland for the remainder of the year and then expect to sign him next year. Um, so I, I really like this deal for the Blackhawks because, A, the thing that people are, are saying is Brent Connolly's contract, right? Obviously, he's after this year, he's got two more years at 3.5. But the Blackhawks, one, they're going to expose him in the expansion draft. That's going to happen for sure. And two, I, I checked out the first thing I did when we got Brett Connolly today is I checked out his buyout clause. And it, it's a it's a team-friendly deal for the Blackhawks. It would save them a little bit of money if they want to go that route as well. So even though, yes, they took on $3.5 million over the next two years, I think. Brett Connolly may just be a rental and to get a young former first round pick like 
Borgstrom, uh, Riley Stillman. He's a defenseman with some size who we don't have a lot of. And the seventh round pick, I mean, why not? You know, just <laughs> throw those puppies in there for fun. Um, but for the Blackhawks, I I'm honestly really excited uh, and really happy with these two trades that I saw with the Florida Panthers, Armando. Yeah, and like I say with, just like the NFL with, the NHL, any four to seventh round picks, those are like throwing darts on a dartboard. And yeah. the Florida Panthers have a seventh round pick that they got already from Winnipeg. So they, they have still have they still have one to burn and they still have a pick in each of the seven rounds still. So it was something that they could kind of afford to lose. And I think this is just setting up for something bigger for a team that's clearly contending and I keep hearing and I keep seeing tweets about Taylor Hall to Florida, Taylor mm -hmm. Hall to Florida. And I'm not crazy about Taylor Hall coming over here. I mean, but, you guys have had plenty of success without a guy like that so far this season, the top of the division right now. Um, Taylor Hall, just, I don't know if, uh, He's just in such a weird spot. I know he wants to get out of Buffalo, but I don't know if that's the piece you guys need to add. Yeah, and there's been so many talk about Taylor Hall about like attitude or work ethic, and there's there's a reason why this guy has been on four teams ever since he got drafted number one overall by Edmonton. So, I it, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit of a crazy spot, which is the reason why I'm not crazy about and a few of the florida panther fans that i've chatted with they say that they would give up a first i'm not sure if i'm willing to go that route for a player who's on an expiring contract so so he yeah torched arizona like that last year <laughs> mm -hmm. so um yeah definitely i mean First couple deals of what should be an exciting next couple of days. Uh, the Blackhawks could be making moves. The Panthers are expecting to be making moves, especially now that they freed up around $4 million with their deal with the Hawks the last couple of days. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask Armando, you, the Florida Panthers are, uh, they've now acquired Lucas Walmart for the second consecutive trade deadline. What do you think his role is going to be for Florida going forward? And I got to say, man, I'm happy for Lucas Walmart to be out of Chicago because not, not for that he was bad or anything, but I felt genuinely so bad for the dude because he'd never played, be on the taxi squad all the time, practicing for weeks on end. Is he going to get some playing time down in Florida? I think if he does, he's going to be like a middle six center. So there, there's either he could be placed on the second line in place of Alex Wenberg or he could be on that third line where it has been a little bit shuffled as of late with still trying to figure out what lines they want to roll out with, you know, still adjusting to Ekblad's injury. Now Riley Stillman's out of the picture. So now the lineup as of right now, you could, we could see coach Q going back to regular forward lines and your regular six defensemen and because the last few games he's been going 11 F 7 D. I saw that. So maybe that's, that will solidify more of the lineup and the balance. So there's not the, there's not centers going on multiple lines because we've seen Barkoff a little bit go on multiple lines. We've seen Nolachari as well. So that could 
bring a little bit more balance that could spread the ice time a little bit more. So that's, I think, what Lucas Walmart could bring. For sure. Well, Armando, thank you for taking the time to join me today. I appreciate it to talk over these trades. And who knows? I mean, with how things go between these two teams, we could be talking another deal before we hit the deadline in a few. You never know. So (laughs) we'll just have to see. All right. Thank you again, Armando. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, April 12th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go ask your smart device to play the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, that's at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, if you can always email the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast at LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Let's go get a big win over Columbus tonight. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.